Hey, what's up, everybody? It's your boy KG. It's your boy LB. What's going on? Yeah, we back with uh, Thin Lime Team Loving Sports. Back with another episode, episode yes, six, man. Yes, sir. We moving and grooving. Yeah. So yeah, we uh, it's been going on with you, man. Uh man, you know the usual work life, uh, the weather changes and stuff like that got me a little sick, but I'm still good. You know, Texas be on that crazy stuff, man. But yeah, same thing here, man. Just got through doing with this this star testing for the month of April, man. She been been pretty crazy, but I hope, <laughs> hopefully them kids are pretty good, man. We got another round in in yeah, May though, yeah, so yeah. you know, hopefully we can finish up strong. But in case y'all don't know out there, man, when you're doing star testing, it's, it's a lot that goes into it. It's uh yeah, it's a crucial time in the state of Texas, especially for uh, all the educators mm. and the kids and the parents of the students that are tested, Man, it's serious business. Very serious. So, on the state of Texas, takes testing very seriously with all their kids, man. So, those of you who have kids, make sure you support them, man. Push them to be go harder and uh, at home and yeah. in the classroom. So definitely, That's definitely. What we're doing. But yeah, let's go ahead and get right back into it, man. Uh, thin Lime Tweet Loving Sports. Okay. So, uh, what's up with your boy, Tristan Thompson, man? Tristan Thompson, man. I mean, uh, almost an embarrassment. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's not an embarrassment. I mean, this is a pattern of behavior. I mean, uh, I, I think he left his first mm-hmm. baby mama yep. for Chloe. And I know in the eyes of the, of, the, of the public and social media, I mean, it's like, okay, you're leaving this woman that you with and she was for pregnant. a superstar and she was pregnant. Yeah. So, you know, some people are like, I get it, I get it. But me personally, you know, I'm a loyal to the soil type dude. So if the first one was the one that was with you and you really wasn't, wasn't it, yeah. don't leave her. You know what I'm saying? But then he turned around and did the same thing to the new chick, you know? To Chloe, right. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess I don't know. I guess he out here just feeling like, you know, it really don't matter yep, yep. who he with or you know what her status is. I guess I don't know. My thing I've been thinking about it for the past couple of days, man. I've been trying to just figure out, like, yeah, Tristan, what he's doing is, is terrible. Yeah, he's dirty. Crazy. That's dirty. It's dirty. Yeah, yeah. And a lot of athletes are guilty of it. Also, no, no, not just athletes. A lot of men, men. Yeah, you right. I gotta keep you it right. real. Keep yeah, you right. You right. So my guess, my my thing is, um, look at the videos and look at what's going on. It's like these women know what they're doing, right? They know exactly what they're doing. They know who they who they getting at. It ain't no coincidence. Like, yeah, if I see a six nine dude in the club, <laughs> my first inclination is to think this dude must hoop, especially if he if he look like he got money and he's six nine. Mm-hmm. Then you know, I'm assuming this man play professional basketball. Yeah, and if I assume it, I know these women that's you know looking for a payday. They assume it too. Yeah, just you know, just easy. They can easily get knocked up off a of one night stand. Yeah, had that had that side chick baby and be yep. and be good. And I mean, and I don't I don't mean dog women, but it's 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 a reality. It's really yeah, it's really out there. I think we got to touch on it. And I don't think women will openly admit it, but they know. Yeah, they know it's a reality. They know yeah. that there's women out here. Really looking for that come up, man. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And even if it's not even just about the money, it's about a lot of these girls might see Tristan, but like, oh, that's Chloe Kardashian's boyfriend. Let me see if I can get him. You know, she probably follow, they probably follow Chloe on oh, Instagram. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You can't miss Chloe. Yeah, I, did, I took that line from Cardi B. Yeah, I, I, I listened to the album. <laughs> I did too. We, we, yeah, she definitely said that. <laughs> Messing with girls that follow her. But yeah, you know what I mean? I think it's just one of those things where 
they see, like you said, they see this athlete, they see, or they just see money, they want to come up on something, or they just want to come up on the next chick. They want to have a one up on Chloe. Yeah, that, just, yeah, yeah. That's a that's a great angle because yeah. when you can have something that someone else has, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? It makes you feel special. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like they ain't the only one, you know, with X Y Z, and it ain't always about trying to get somebody's woman or man or something mm-hmm. like that, you know. If you can live where they live, you know what I'm saying? That's a feat. Yeah. Especially if it's somebody famous like Khloe Kardashian. Yeah. Sometimes it's even like it's even that uh they just wanna have that Instagram mm-hmm. spotlight Instagram fame. Like fame. oh like oh girl that took a picture of Zeke in the bed. Yeah. Day after he got drafted. You know yeah. what I mean? According, I guess, you know, he he definitely was single or whatever, but you know, she put it out there because she wanted everybody to see. Like, look I mean, who I'm we, in bed with. We've seen that. I think we've seen a picture where, you know, Lil Wayne was yeah, yeah, yeah. Sleep, you happens know. in rap too. Mm-hmm. It, it happens, you know, yeah. uh, with any man that has something to lose. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I know there's married men that listen to this, and you know, I know they get proposition for whatever, be it directly or indirect. You know, there's just these type of people out there that want to get or take or have what someone else has, right. You know, and I think women do it way more than they lead on. I think that 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 mindset is is in women a whole lot more than they'll admit to. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I mean, they hold they hold a lot of power though. I mean, they know exactly what they can do. If they plan, to, if a woman plans to go out and do something with somebody famous, it's a good chance it's gonna happen. Oh, temptress! What? Yeah, they, very they, tempting. <laughs> you know. So what I'm saying, I'm not trying to defend Tristan. You know, we're not trying to do that or defend nah, any nah. athlete. He dirty. We just want to say that you know. Let's look at it both ways. Let's look at it and say, you know, these women are has they have some influence on what's going on too. Yeah, in and this situation, we being politically correct by calling right. them women because they ain't all women. You know, it's a difference <laughs> between the two. Yeah, and they know what they're doing, and yeah. like Very Cardi B was saying, she know what they're doing too. Women know about these other, other women right. that are after they man, and right. you hear them talk about it all the time, man. If you follow right. enough on social media, you could see women posting about these hoes. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And they know exactly who they're talking to. They know exactly who they're talking about. Right. If it ain't one person in particular that they referencing, it's a group or a mindset. You know what I'm saying? That they addressing, mm-hmm. you know, they vindictive, they dirty, they conniving, they can't be trusted, you know, they smiling and laughing and want to go out for drinks and happy hour with you, yeah, you know what I'm saying, getting info about your dude, you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. So, so it, it, is, it happens. You got to be like um, <laughs> Doug Christie wife. <laughs> she used to follow the bus on his ass. Follow you know, the bus. She was every, on the bus. Yeah, every game she yeah. was there. She wasn't having it. She, I mean, she was. We was on road trips. Right. We we got a seven game road trip coming up. Yeah, it's we. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So and and she made uh, what was it? Loving basketball, mm-hmm. basketball wise, whatever it was what called. One of those. She made that. I mean, off of her um, reputation for being this wife that didn't let her man do anything without her right to keep him faithful mm-hmm. and they called her crazy they called her crazy but she had a faithful man though right you know what i'm saying so a lot of people talk about um what's her name uh brent grimes wife mm-hmm. uh, uh miko grimes yeah yeah I think yeah they talk so crazy about her but she know her husband is an athlete 
And she go hard for her husband. And she with her husband just as much as, you know, uh, Doug Christie's wife is, yeah. is with him. And I don't see a problem with that. I mean, because love is love. I mean, if y'all making this money, then yeah. you definitely can do it. And uh, But a lot of things, a lot of these athletes and stuff, too, fall into a problem of, you know, they date these Instagram models. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's what they, yeah. for, they look for. They're not looking for that nice, wholesome woman, you know what I mean, to be at the house, you know, really? waiting for you or, I mean, or, or to be going with you places. And it's crazy to me that these guys, not just athletes, but these famous dudes will seem to date one Instagram chick or one famous chick, mm-hmm. break up with her, and then another famous dude is with this chick. Yeah. And it, it just, right it's kind of weird to me, you know? Yeah. Uh, because especially some of these women, they just have like a reputation for not being the type of woman you would want to be serious with. Mm-hmm. But you have guys that come along and, and and here they are in a serious, committed situation with them for however long. Yeah. And it's like she's shown that that she's just not that type of woman. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it's it's um it's crazy out there because I would say the two most famous NBA players in the league today mm-hmm. are both married. Yeah. To LeBron and Steph. LeBron and Steph. They are mm-hmm. both married. They are both family men. Yeah. As of right now, no scandals. Never heard anything outside of the marriage yeah. or anything like that. And their wives are, um, for the lack of a better term, they're like, you know, nice women. Yeah. You know, I, I don't ever expect to see Steph Curry's wife. You know, on Instagram. With a ass out. Same thing with LeBron James' wife. Yeah, and you know what I'm saying. Know? But that and that makes them want to come home or something that you know what I'm saying that they really they really value and everything. But it's like, how is that not? Um, how have the leaders of the culture? How have that part of their lives not? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Not kind of carried over to Damn, other guys. Point. You know, right? I mean, yeah. why? Why Russ is that? Is, Russ why is, is that not? Why is that not in the public like that? It's not. Russell Westbrook is a good point too. He, he's married. Because for his, yeah. Uh, DeRozan, he's married. Damn, that's a good ass point. So yeah, uh, we there's don't, a few of these guys. Chris, yeah. Chris Paul, of course, he's married. Right. We don't see that. You're right. We don't see that in the media. The media blows up the cheaters. They blow yeah. up the Instagram models that are trying to get these NBA players or yeah. the NBA players chasing the Instagram models. They they exposing the DMs yeah. and and the pictures that then got leaked and the videos yeah. and all this type right. of stuff. Media, you know? media plays a big role in how we perceive. Athletes, women, marriage—you know, single, cheating, whatever. So that's, right. that's, a, that's a great point you brought up. I'm glad you brought that up because they definitely, if they did, let's say if they did start posting people, uh, Steph Curry and Aisha going out to get ice cream or something. You know what I'm saying? The you know these Instagram models might not—they might become obsolete. Yeah, you know, might, might, might. It, it, might. It, well, it won't stop it. Put like they nah. had to put a dent in. It could, you but I mean. And I bet you, I bet you TMZ is not paying big bucks for somebody sending a video in. No, of LeBron hanging with his wife no. somewhere, and like I, whoever whoever gave him the video, Tristan and that old girl walking to the hotel, I got some big bread. Dollars, you know yeah. what I'm saying? But just keeping it real, man. Um, Instagram. I mean, looking at these women on the ground, mm-hmm. you know, I can see how it's so big because I mean, I got eyes. You know what I'm saying? Right. If you got eyes and you're looking at this, right. man, you got to be real with yourself and be like, well, you know, damn, you know. And I know a couple chicks personally, on a personal level, 
who um they Instagram is on that tip. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And these regular people that I know, but because she looks a certain way, you know, she posts them type of videos that you would see from an IG model. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so yeah. Uh, I think it's tempting on both ends. It's tempting oh, for yeah. the men yeah, yeah. to look at that type of stuff. And it's tempting for the women to put that type of stuff up so they can get that attention mm-hmm. that they normally wouldn't get. Yeah. You ain't going to get that attention working a regular job. You're right. So I think that I think the moral of the story what we're trying to get to is that, you know, it goes both ways. It takes two to tango. It takes two to tango, man. So it's just like just as foul we as trash. Tristan is. Yeah, just as foul as Trish. Those women are just as just, she just as foul. She just as foul. Just as foul. So I mean that's let's let's bring that. I know and the girl who she, she was messing right. with Shumford. Yeah, see? You know yeah. what I mean? So, so she double like, foul. You know right. what I'm saying? So let's let's blast her. Blast her for she doing it. for doing that dirt. You know what I mean? She deserves it. Yeah, as a man, you know, you you if you're in a committed relationship, you do have to be yeah. You know, strong enough yeah. to uh, withstand those advances, mm-hmm. but that's me and you talking. Right, we're not millionaires. We can't wake up, go to the club, buy the club out. Everybody's flocking to us. Mm-hmm. You know, it takes a different type of uh, commitment and 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 inner strength right. to fight off every last one of them. Right. You know what I'm saying? Or just don't put yourself in a situation. But one of my friends was like. These dudes have literally millions of girls at their disposal. Literally. But and if he and, cheat with one, that's less than 1%. And I even saw something, I believe it was from, uh, what was it, Brian Dawkins? Yeah, something that's like my that. guy. And he said that, man, he was like, you have hundreds of girls at the arena. You have a hundred more at the hotel. At the hotel. Then you have a few more that get lucky enough to make it to the elevator. Then you get some that, another 20 more to make it to the floor to that the you floor. want. So it's like, you know what I'm saying? This yeah. is back in what? Early what eighties nineties when was it? He was in the nineties. Yeah, you, that's you, the 90s. you talking about uh, the football player or the basketball basketball player? player. Oh yeah, that was eighties. Eighties, so I'm talking about eighties. Yeah, and he was because you know he's talking about the whole Magic Johnson thing. Yeah, so he was like just that itself, and that's and think about it. That was back in those. They, we had social media back then. Mm. That was then. Think about it now. So, so now you're gonna have them in person. Then you have, then you have them online. Then you, have, yeah. you know what I'm saying? It's it's everywhere you turn. Yeah, and like my homeboy said, like if a dude cheat one time and he has the ability to sleep with a million women, mm-hmm. I mean, technically that's still 0%. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> he hasn't really cheated. That's, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> so but no, nah, it just takes a, a level of strength that, Man. you know, I commend guys that are yeah. famous athletes, entertainers, whatever, and right. they're married. And, and the ones know, who can't get it right need to Take take a page from take some notes. Take a page from Stephen and LeBron, man, and and Russell Westbrook and Chris Paul and these dudes, man. But yeah, let's go ahead and keep it moving. All man. right, okay. So scrolling through ESPN, you know, the past couple of days, they you know the articles and everything, and I yeah. see that Kaepernick and um, Eric Reed were had their workouts postponed. Yeah, because the teams asked them, "Are you going to take a knee if we sign you? Would yeah. you still be doing that during the anthem?" And of course, them being who they are. They said, yes, yes I'm going to take that knee. You have to. So it's just, so going right into it, I just feel like Kaepernick and Eric Reed, they, they I, I commend them heavily for sticking to what they believe in. What they believe in. And trying to do what's right, you know, instead of trying to make their cause bigger and better. Yeah. You know, and uh, but I hate that it's, it's it's keeping them from having a job of what they're very good at or what they've been, what's been putting food on their table. Yeah, especially when I've seen, uh, Matt Castle just signed a contract to back up Stafford in mm-hmm. Detroit. You know what I'm saying? Right. And 
I know Colin Kaepernick can at least help a team from a backup capacity, especially yeah. a team like Seattle yeah. who just cut Boykin. I don't think that's even like a question. That shouldn't even be a question anymore. Can he yeah. back up somebody? That's, I mean, he could at least be a – they carry three quarterbacks. He could at least be a third stringer. And, I mean, I, I personally don't think he's as good as Wilson, but I actually mm-hmm. think they are very, very similar. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Because Russell Wilson can't throw out of the pocket. Mm-hmm. I mean – He's best on the run. He's best on the run. He creates. He moves around. Now, I think he's a little more accurate than Kaepernick is. Yeah. But – Essentially, they play the game the same. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So my philosophy, if I'm a coach, if I have one quarterback or one running back, I don't believe in the whole his backup is a completely different style mm-hmm. of back or quarterback than what I have already in the game because I feel like that changes up too much of the game plan with the other players out there. So yeah. if I have a quarterback that plays that one way, I want my backup to play exactly like my quarterback. So well, in the yeah, event he sense. comes out, we don't miss a beat. Yeah, so the offense so, stays the same. I mean, right. I mean, this is just pretty much how all the quarterbacks who back up Brady are. It's, yeah, it's the same, it's the type same of thing. But you know, some teams they'll have a running quarterback backing up a pocket pass, yeah. and now if the pocket pass go down, you you hurt. Yeah, it makes perfect sense for them to even try to bring him in. You know, even call him up for it. And he's supposed yeah. to have a private workout with the Dolphins too. That I read. Is it him? Might have been. It might have been. I'm not sure. I check that again. But um, just going, you know, what I was thinking about that situation is. Why is it even a question, though, like in an interview? Like, yeah. I feel like some of these questions are getting too personal. Like, the it, whole thing, even just going back to when Dez was coming in, the question they asked him about his mama his being mom, gay and stuff. Prostitute, yeah, a prostitute. Yeah, a prostitute. Like, they like, I, I understand it from, like, maybe a psychological standpoint, but that should be something that just that you have them talk to maybe your team psychiatrist for. Especially if you have teams that are not willing to part with guys like Ruben Foster, who just, you know, they released the details of his domestic assault. Yeah. And it was really bad. But since he's young, he's a rookie, he has some promise, they're going to, you know, they're going to kind of stand by his side mm-hmm. as best they can. Yeah. Kaepernick has never committed a crime. All right. He's not even breaking any rules by kneeling. I mean, the NFL doesn't have any rules that say you have to stand up for the anthem. Mm-hmm. He's not doing anything on the field or off the field that would make him um, someone you can't bring into your organization other than the fact that you as an organization, you're caving under the pressure of the media and the, you know, it ain't even all the fans. It's just a certain portion of the fans that got something to say about it. And we already know why they have something to say. See, my only thing is I say, the only thing I could think of is why teams are asking, asking them this question is because Initially, he said that he he was trying to bring awareness to a situation. Yeah. Okay. So of course, everybody's aware of why he's doing it. He we, have we, to we know why he did it. So that's, mean, yeah. That's why I was going with that. So it's like, so if I'm Kaepernick, for me, I would say, okay, yeah, I'm a, I'm gonna kneel, but you know, if you don't want me to kneel, what are you gonna do to help me get my message out there even more? What are you gonna support me as a team? To get, you know what right. I mean, to to support my values. Right. Since and you want to know so much, are you going to help me with my values? And I think him being honest and upfront with his intentions shows the type of character he has. Yeah, yeah. Because it's a strong character, yeah. dude like me would be like, no, no, I don't plan on kneeling anymore. First game, I'm taking a knee. You're taking a knee, right. Because after I'm on contract, but he's, I'm there. But like I said, he's being, he's being honest. And like I said, I really do appreciate that. But it's just like I said, I think the standpoint from there, they're just figuring out like why are you still kneeling because you've made your point. So what are you going to do to rebuttal that? And mm-hmm. I just think that 
you know, he should come in with that game plan like that, with that saying, yes, I'm still going to kneel because of this, this, and this. Are you going to help me for it? Or, you know, what do you think about it? Man, I'll ask my own questions. Like It's it's some bullshit. And I'm just going to be real with you. Same thing with the Bengals. I mean, you had Vontae's Burfick on your squad. You got Pac-Man Jones on your squad. Mm-hmm. You got awesome. Marvin yeah. Lewis as a yeah. coach. I mean, you draft guys over and over and over with red flags and character issues, but you have an issue with a man taking a knee for police brutality. Yeah. Like, your racism is starting to show. And it just happened again, though. You know what I'm saying? That's the bad thing about it. It just happened again. Your racism and and your uh, really just your heartlessness. You know, you're not even, as an organization, y'all, you're not man enough. You're not strong enough. To say this is our guy, we support him regardless of what he does yeah. because this is near and dear to his heart. You know, JJ Watt can go out there and do whatever he wants for his causes, and all of these other guys can do whatever they want for their causes, and they don't mind. It's just that cause, but they yeah. have an issue with a man taking a knee for police brutality. They just don't. They, the thing with them, I think a lot of the I'm not. I don't want to say that they don't support what he's doing. It's just the fact that it's a distraction, and I think you know this is what. Um, what was it? This why the NFL was the running back. Might have got a real blank. The running back for the Bills, Scotty. Uh, Shady McCoy. Yeah, Shady McCoy. I'm tripping. Yeah. Sean McCoy, and he he brought that up as a distraction. When I first heard him say that, it, it, kind of, it, it made is. me mad. And then I thought about it. I was like, well, it is a distraction. Especially it is a distraction when you're as a team coming out and you're trying to think like. Okay, what are, what type of perception are we gonna get today? But what kind of drawback are we gonna get today? But it's not a distraction though. Yeah. That's just an excuse. You know I, I, still think, I still think it is. It's a it's a type of distraction. No, it's whether not. whether it's the good other, or bad, the, just because. The, no, no. I, I, this is why I think it may be a distraction because I think you know uh, there may be some guys within the locker room and within the organization that wholeheartedly disagree with what this man is kneeling for. Yeah. And wholeheartedly disagree that this man is kneeling. Period. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Because the media is always going to be a part of your locker room. You got to open up your locker room, yeah. your organization to the media, regardless of if they write nice articles or bad articles. You got to let them do their job. So you can't say it's a media distraction because they already there anyway. You can't say it's a distraction with the fans and all that because they're going to be there anyway, whether you're winning, whether no, you're losing. See, that, that's why I'm going to go with you this, know? though. I think for the fans, it is a type of distraction because I've been doing like the study I look at. It's a when fans watch. Football, they attend football. It's a type of um, eustress for them. That's, that's the word, eustress. They attend games because for them, it's almost like going to Disney World. This yeah. is this is a theme park for them. This is I'm coming here because this is a once life opportunity I for me. I want to be entertained. Yeah, I want to be entertained. So, it, so think of it as if, let's say, if you were to go to Disney World and somebody's protesting from the Disney World, it's going to give you some, some type of emotion. It's going to distract you from having the fun that you want to have with your family. But that, but you know what? So that's why I was going with that. As far as distraction, it's a distraction to the fans. Yeah. But the fans that are protesting are not going to distract the organization. That's what I meant. Like the fans that are outside, whether they protesting or picketing or mm-hmm. you know writing comments on Twitter and all that, they're gonna do that anyway. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not worried. You know that. what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, so I'm that's gonna... what I'm saying. I'm like the fans' involvement and response to this man kneeling and you guys having this guy on your team. That's not going to be a real distraction because they're going to talk to you. Anyway. No, I'm saying so. No, okay. So my my point is from like the business standpoint. Yeah, you might lose some money. The business standpoint of it because. Those fans, I mean, 
they they drive sales. And like yeah, you said, you, so you might lose some money. You know, it might be some people. They're worried about how what type of drawback or feedback they're gonna get get from him kneeling again for their organization. What's going how's it gonna affect their sales or people buying tickets and stuff like that because they don't want that type of attention on them. They'd rather it be more about yeah. football. Yeah. But the NFL still participates in revenue sharing too. Uh. So if Seattle loses a little bit of money, but Dallas make money, I think Dallas. I don't think Jerry Jones do that. He might. I'm not sure. Jerry, but, I think Jerry's the only one because he gets his own sponsorships himself. Yeah. But that's still 29 teams that you guys are going to equally divvy up the profits. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So one team taking on a guy that's kneeling, losing some fan sales and some ticket sales and stuff like that, it's going to hurt the league as a whole, but you're still going to get an even piece of the pie. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Personally, I just think it's a bunch of coward dudes in uh, decision-making positions that are not doing this for whatever reason. I mean, it could be collusion. It could be because they are against what he's doing and oh, all these I mean, types he, of things. Definitely could, blackballed, though, yeah. for, whatever, for whatever reason, he's yeah. been blackballed and – that's the underlying thing about it. I mean, if it's if it's a freedom of speech, he should be better do it. And they can't really be mad about something like that because before um, it wasn't even mandatory to be out there for national anthem. Mm-mm. They did it because you know they wanted the army support. They wanted so they show no. support the army. No, the army much. paid them. Oh yeah, the army paid them. That's yeah. what I meant. You know, showing yeah. support like that. Uh, everything's a dollar behind it. You know that. Yeah. So that's what I was just saying. Like they, it can't really be like that toward him when they're trying to. Because they're trying to make money from you know a certain sponsor that they have, I, I just, which is the military. I just personally feel like, like I said, man, is 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 bullshit, you know. And when it first happened, you know, people thought that I was against Kaepernick, but I wasn't against Kaepernick. I was all for what he was doing, but I felt like a lot of people that you know jumped on his cause didn't realize that he wasn't that good he was okay he's not bad he definitely should be in the league but people were trying to say that you know he deserves to be uh starting and he went to oh, a super yeah, bowl yeah. and all this type of stuff yeah. i'm like no nah, he's he not that good but he's still pretty good you well, know what i'm saying I mean, you got last season you, you he had was up. was very uh very productive you know yeah, what I'm it, saying? Was, it was average yeah but it was just i mean people to make the story better they had to blow it up that right way, to and say that, that was started. my problem with it. i'm like i think you guys are kind of uh you know hyping up his play on the field because you want him on the field, mm-hmm. but he deserves to be out there in comparison with guys like Blaine Gabbert. Uh, I mean, you can compare him to any second string quarterback. Yeah, I mean, it, it's some guys that uh, who's the backup for the Jack Chris Henney. Mm-hmm. Like, come on, Chris Henney does not need to be in the NFL anymore. Derek Anderson still back up um, Cam Newton. He, he shouldn't be there anymore. Yeah. Uh, Ryan Mallett was still in the league. Tom yeah, I mean, Savage. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a lot a of guys. Almost, you can say pretty much 90% of the NFL. I mean, that he can definitely be better than or be equivalent to At least deserves what to they're compete doing. for a roster spot. They're not even letting them compete for a roster spot. Yeah. So, I mean, and, and we talked we talk about this in one of our other episodes as far as, you know, the ownership in the NFL and how it is. And it kind of, it's you know, it definitely ties into that yeah, as they, far as how yeah. they run things. They're yeah. rich. Caucasian white males. They don't want anybody bucking the system, man. Right. And so, and I, I mean, think I think that's more of it than anything else. Like yeah. 
you're bucking the system. But like you said, I'm happy that Kaepernick is staying true to who he is and what he's standing for. Same thing. And but I, you know, I, I, I'm glad that he's trying to pursue his dream still of you know or his career to keep on playing in the NFL. Yeah. And um, I just hope that one of these teams do end up giving him a chance. Where I do think it's going to be Jeff Gruden who does do it, give him a chance. I think it's going to be Seattle. Because, I mean, yeah, Seattle, I'm talking about if, if, he, if this doesn't pan out, because Jeff Gruden's been on a record many times saying that he definitely should be on somebody's team. In Oakland? Yeah. Yeah. And he's got the job in Oakland. So yeah. it's like, you know, I yeah. think that I, I see it happening. I believe there. that. You know, um, personally, I just feel like he can help a team in some capacity, even if it's, you know, running a scout team or something like that. Like, yeah. he's that good, you oh, know. Yeah. So oh, he can definitely make your team better. Yeah, he'll be a practice squad all star. Yeah, he, he's Easily. that good. Same thing with Reed. I mean, Reed's still oh, yeah. in his 20s. Yeah, Reed. You yeah. know what I'm saying? He had made a Pro Bowl before. So mm-hmm. he's still a, a solid safety. I mean, the only reason he got cut is because he got hurt. And shout out to Adrian Colbert. He came through and he looked so good. Yeah. They had too many safeties. And he's young. And it was like, okay. Super young. Well, let's get rid of the safety who, one, is already about to be gone because his contract is up, and two, he's the one that's kneeling. Yeah. You know, so. You're right. You're right. But yeah, that's uh, damn, like that's, that's a great topic. I like that topic. Yeah. But uh, let's, let's go ahead and move on, man. Uh, we're going to stay on the lines of the NFL. Okay. And we're going to talk about Lamar Jackson. You know, so in case y'all didn't know, Lamar Jackson has um, hired his mom as his manager. Can't be his agent because, you know, she doesn't have her agent license, of course. And that doesn't take place until, I believe, December where you can't get your license. Okay. And uh, But, yeah, he's hired her as his manager, and there's some problems going on that you kind of explain that. Okay. So, um, Lamar Jackson, he hired his mom as his business manager. Okay? And her job as a manager is to, you know, maintain his schedule, uh, People are trying to contact him for mm-hmm. private workouts, meetings, interviews, and things like that. So she is the point of contact for him. She's his advocate and his uh, liaison between himself and maybe league offices, maybe potential uh, sponsors and endorsement deals, yeah. things like that. You know, you're handling his business. Yeah. And my question was, at what point? Is you know allowing your family to be involved too much involvement? Too much involvement. You know okay. what I'm saying? Oh man, that's a tough question because I can I kind of go both ways with it because I think that family involvement I love it. It's great. They've been yeah. one with you since you was they've been with you since you was young. You know they know you better than anybody else, but they lack their business. It's, yeah, if they the don't, business side of everything, if they don't already have. If they haven't been in the industry yeah. for that long. I mean, you can have, you can be smart and everything like that, but if you haven't been like in the ins and outs, yeah. the bargaining agreements, all those things, know how they work. It's a lot. It can kill you. And you brought, but you brought up a great point to me earlier before we started this was that is when you said um, they're, they're, the NFL they're on, a, they're on a pay scale. There's not yeah. too much negotiating at all. Uh-huh. It just depends on where you draft at the pick. You get you're getting this amount. Yeah, and and that's what that was his reasoning for not hiring an agent. Yeah, not because the agent costs too much. Yeah, and you know my contract is basically going to be what they give me because mm-hmm. I don't have any say so in it anyway. Yeah. So when you so okay so yeah when you told me that I was like okay well it makes sense then now because now he's sense. saving money. 
He saved the money. And he's going to get drafted no matter what. And he has a contract attorney, too. So his mom's con- yeah. not going to look over his contract. He yeah. has a, a contract attorney for that. Okay. So, yeah, so he's going to get drafted no matter what. You know, and, and I think that one of the things I was reading about, too, is that mom is adamant about him playing quarterback. Very. She's been adamant about him doing that since almost high school. Very. Since high school, you know, it's been. That's why he went to Louisville instead of some of these other schools. Right, it's been two instances, even in high school, where she told the coach when she's not a better receiver, no, he's not playing no, receiver. Not took playing him off the team. They switched teams. Yeah, when he got to Louisville, him coach Paterno put him at punt returner. Yep, and she went out there and was like, no, he's not returning a punt. Yeah. He's a quarterback. And he never did it again. So I respect mom for that because yeah. your son is a quarterback. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I and. A lot of the negative press and pub that he's been getting for hiring his mom is we can't get in touch with him. Right. And you guys aren't telling the whole story. Do you want to talk to him about being a quarterback mm-hmm. or are you trying to gauge and, yeah. and test the waters to see how open he is to switching? Yes. So if mom feel like that's what you want and she don't want any parts of that, then, you know, she may be purposely and ignoring you so i mean i commend mom like i said for taking control of what's going on like you know she's only going to she only allows certain people to interview her son right certain you know these these sports entities as far as like espn to like right. that so uh, which makes which is great because anybody can take any story and just run with it right and i think that's good so i think as far as like back to your questions family involvement i feel like if you have somebody in your corner that can take care of you and and has your best interest right and they're not trying to get a, a dollar for themselves out of you off of your success, then I say I'm all for it. I'm all for it, but this is where it stops for mm-hmm. me, okay? As a parent, you're supposed to do your job all the way up until a particular point. I'm going to lead you mm-hmm. until you get to this point. Yeah. Once you get to this point, now I don't lead you. You know, I may guide you or I may be behind you. And support you in your decisions. Like, I don't just leave you, but I'm not out in front taking you mm-hmm. where you're supposed to go. Now I'm letting you go where you're going to go, and I'm going to offer my guidance and support. Right. Me personally, I felt like Lamar Jackson could have benefited greatly from an agent because the agents, they have more experience with the draft process. I seen an article that came out that said, he did not do well on his Wonderly. Yeah. And one of the things that they do with black quarterbacks is they put those Wonderly scores out yeah. there if they bad to say he's not smart and he will never understand an NFL playbook or how to read a defense. Right. So if he would have had an agent that already knows, like, hey, this is one of the things they do to discredit black quarterbacks, uh, let's sit you down. Let's give you a few mock wonderly let's, tests. Let's prep you, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Boy, let's prep you is. when you interview, you know, interview prep, uh, you know, all types of things that an agent could have done for him that mom, she just, you know, she just wasn't ready for. But no, with that, though, I think that him being an elite athlete, I think he knew that already. You know, every, the, you know the whole draft process regardless. I don't think, the, yeah. I don't think he went into it blind. Um, I think an agent, my only thing is with an agent, and I think this is different for every athlete, is that an agent of Lamar probably would have entertained the issue of him being a receiver. Yes, they would have said that, no, he's only playing quarterback. But you, but you still got mom there. You know what I'm saying? So Yeah, well, even when you have an agent, agent's going to be like, they might say something like something slick in the media and just be like, well, you know. 
Then you get fired. Maybe he could or something like that. You work for me. Whatever you know what I'm saying? Right. I hired you. You work for me. So And I agree with you 100%. So if, if you get out there and you entertain the idea of me being a receiver when I specifically told you that is 100% off the table, mm-hmm. then you have just you just fired yourself. Okay. You know what so, I'm okay so, so what you're saying to that point is like that and then when agents, uh, they're going to probably take more interviews than anything. Yeah. It's like a lot of interviews. And that's, you know... And if mom doesn't want that. So what I'm getting to the point of that is, okay, so if I'm telling my agent everything I want, why not let my mom represent me then? There's, I, so at that I point, like, so when you get an agent, it's pretty much like you just said, I'm letting you leave you in his hands because I'm going to let him make some decisions for you or right. help guide you. Right. But if I don't want him to guide you, if I only want to certain things, then I'm going to represent you myself. Yeah, I, I'm not mad at yeah. the mom for representing them. I'm not mad at him for making that decision. But this is just something that I was looking at. And the way I felt it was like, you know, there were some slip ups that I felt like happened that if he probably would have hired an experienced agent, that wouldn't have happened. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. um, and I do feel like a lot of the stories that are coming out trying to say that they can't get in touch with him. I feel like that's a little bogus. And they trying to do that to discredit him. And make him look like a mama's boy, like Eli Apple. You know, um, Mm -hmm. when he did his interview, one of the things that came out, and it was really bizarre at the time, is he doesn't have any life skills. He can't cook. He doesn't clean. He's totally dependent on his mom. He doesn't have life skills. I don't want him. And at the time, people were like, what the hell? What does that have to do with football? Nobody gives a damn about that. Fast forward two years later. In his second season, he's a complete mess, totally meltdown. Team doesn't like him. One of the guys, one of the leaders on the defense called him a cancer. Coach kicked him out of a practice. Coach kicked him off the, uh, you know, team. That's, just no, that's normal issues, though. I mean, but, players go through that same stuff. I but mean, when you like, cycle it's, back. It's publicized to, you but, know what I'm saying, who he then, is. But when you cycle back to what they were saying about him not having any life skills and things like that, and then you fast forward and you see one of his – Blood brother saying the root of these causes is his mom. Mm-hmm. So there's that family involvement right there. Like, when is it too much? Because yeah. they say Eli Apple's mom runs the show for him. And after he got drafted, you seen ESPN gave her a blog and all this type of stuff. You know, she became a star in her own right. So, okay. So, mainly in a sense, though, I mean, you can almost say that mom is. is of course, she's his mom, but she's yeah. also his advisor in a sense. She's keeping him probably straight on track. If she, yeah. if she, if he didn't have her, he probably wouldn't be where he's at. So I mean, that's like as far as that. If if I was to release him to go to some agent, he might be wilding out. We see some of these players. I mean, Beckham. I mean, I mean Beckham. Yeah. Like he's another dude. Like he don't have any guidance in his yeah real guidance. You right. Know what right. So, so I, I kind of I commend mom for trying to do it. If but it's, it's a it's a fine. If line, she's been though. if she's been a crutch all this time, then I say hey. At least do it for the first couple of years until he gets that big contract. Then that's after his rookie contract. That's what that's the plan for him, though. You yeah. know, like you she's gonna have him? a list until you know it's time for that next contract, and then you know I have an agent and all of these things. Mm-hmm. But you just need someone with some real experience, and you need someone with your best interest. So as a parent, you know, and we could talk about a few parents that are overbearing yeah. and doing too much and all this type of stuff. Of course. There's the one dude that, you know, he's the epitome of this. You know, sometimes as a parent, especially if if you have a child in sports that are on their way, sometimes it's okay for you to kind of, you know, fall back, Mm -hmm. 
and just make sure it goes the way it's supposed to go. But what what, what we kind of seen in the past though is like just from past athletes, high profile athletes, it doesn't really hurt them that much. You get what I'm saying? They might have lost some money on the front end, but they get definitely get on the back end. So if we take LeVar Ball, for instance, you know, he was heavily out there with his son. Yeah. It didn't mess up his son's draft chances. No. You get what I'm saying? I think it and messed then, up his younger two sons' draft chances though. But they I don't think they're not on the level of his as they was though. And but I don't think they, they had but chances they, of being drafted though. I, I truly felt and like I think they still have a chance. Except for the middle one. He I don't think not. the middle one has a chance. I think he has. had a slim chance before all of this happened. And yes, I think he, he stole it. something which started it all, but um now I think he just has no chance of being drafted. See, my thing with him though is like I, don't, I never ever thought he had a dra- chance of being drafted. I think I'm saying, he had but a, even a, now, a slim chance. Even, but even if he did get drafted, he wasn't gonna make a roster like that. Mm-hmm. And I think he still has a chance to still bring on somebody. I think, practice he, squad I think or he something. could make a team in the yeah, NBA you know because so, he has size. But so that's where I'm going. I don't think it really it isn't drastically hurt you to have that out there like that. Now the young one, I think he still might be out there. and He gonna do his thing probably I, I, maybe in a couple of years. He's still young, so we'll see. Yeah, but it's like so. The point I'm getting at is like these parents. It's not that they really just. Tear up your career, like that. Can you see? You see LeBron hired his whole squad. Yeah, but I mean, but he's, he's smart. He's, stature, a, you he's know an exception. Saying? Like yeah. I, that's one of the things I love about LeBron the most is for him to come where he came from. I mean, he was the chosen one when he was in high school, mm-hmm. and he fulfilled that. Yeah, and he never fell off. Like that's hard. Yeah. It's hard. I mean, I've just seen an interview with Bow Wow who came from a kid to an adult. And that transition on him hasn't been kind. Oh, like, no, yeah, he's no, still famous, but him transitioning from a kid to adulthood in our eyes, you know, in the in the spotlight, yeah. it wasn't good for him. Chris Brown, the same way. We could do a lot. You know, there's a lot of stars who were pegged to be great coming out of high school and basketball, too. And once they hit the league, I mean, it's been like a complete, you know, Meltdown. I mean, look at uh. I mean, yeah, you going that Larry Sanders. I don't think uh, having your family really just involved. It's I mean, not, doesn't, I don't think, doesn't nah, dictate that. I'm not saying it's family. What I'm, I'm just saying, saying is, it's just. I don't think it's, it, it's hard, and you do we, need family. Yeah, so you know saying, what I'm saying we're saying it hasn't really just messed up where they started at. You know, no. so I think that's like having that family involvement, and like a lot of people, I don't think they see it yet. Sports, um, as far as representation wise, is changing a lot. People hiring their uh family and stuff more and more more and more often like yeah. these agents are losing jobs pretty much i mean because you know what I'm i mean, unless you like some cool agent you got the money to throw at somebody we all have phones yeah okay so marketing is out the window yeah. you know what i'm saying if i didn't got my name up to a point where i'm like especially in basketball if i'm one of these kids that are like top in the nation in high school I'm already a household name before I get to college. Yeah, but I mean, a lot of the, a lot of where these agents are winning at though is because because they have the bread. So let's say yeah. after my last year of college or right after I declare for the draft or whatever, these agents can go send me somewhere to go train somewhere. Yeah. Whereas if I have my mama doing it, she probably don't have the money for me to do that. You get what I'm saying? So that's where those agents winning. But like I said, they're they're, they're losing out more and more. They're losing out on some uh, athletes, especially the high profile ones, because and the high profile ones they can go get. They say, okay, I want to go train here, but let me say I owe you once I get yeah. my thing. You and know this what is saying? the thing, though. You you're right when you say 
I owe you. And that's yeah. how they starting to get these kids. Exactly. And mm-hmm. they're doing it at a younger and younger age. Especially these brands. Yeah. yeah. These brands, they 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 have people that work with them directly. Mm-hmm. AAU coaches. Yeah. Uh, yep. You know, all types of things that go to these kids at a younger age, freshman, sophomore, high school. And he's already, you know, facilitating you to go work out over here. Yep. You know what I'm saying? This school is represented by this brand, yep. you go over here. You know, we seen the, uh, the FBI probe into the NCAA, and we seen that that was happening. Uh, but that's how it happens. They're getting in younger. So that's how these agents that are losing, the professional athletes, they're trying to get these commitments from these younger kids. Yeah. They start a grassroots pretty right. much. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, which they have to, like I said, but then that's why I think that's where you're starting to see a lot of parents or, you yeah. know, just family, family, period, just step in and be like, no. Because, I mean, AAU game on any level, football, basketball, whatever, it's, like, it's cold, it's terrible, man. And so, because like as, as far as I'm not saying terrible as far as like the exposure they get, because it's great for them to play, but as far as like the dirtiness behind it's it, corruption, man. Yeah. Like you know, they they purchasing commitments from kids to go yeah to certain schools, sign with certain brands, sign with certain agencies yeah. and things yeah. like. That. So that's why I say I, don't, I like I'm okay with the family being a part. Yeah, of. I'm, then I'm, like you, but then like you said, that's a great point. It's like okay, once they make it, now that they meet, that's yeah, that's how. That's just what I feel I like. You, you, you know, you. trust your parenting. You. Trust that you did a good job raising your kid. I get you. And you take them to this point, and you don't just fall out of the picture. But you know, right. you start to let them make their own decisions. Mm-hmm. You know, and trust. That's what it's about. Yeah, that's a good point. Well, we're running up uh, some time, man. Lost track of time. We what we got yeah, into we it today, going. man. Um, well, yeah, see, we won't. Get into it too much, too much longer. Okay, you know. Uh, before we do close out, though, we got the NBA playoffs starting on Saturday. Okay, coming up. Uh, what you think? What, what you what your picks you got? Man, so me and my my brother, man. I know you uh, told me you got some some upset. I, I got an upset. Me and my brother, man, Jimmy. We were talking about a particular team that's a number one seed right now, mm-hmm. uh, Houston, and he texted me. And he said, man, he, he got a hot take for me. He said he feels like Houston is going to lose in the first round to Minnesota. And I told him that I can see it. Yeah, because I can see that too. Minnesota's a tough defensive squad. Mm-hmm. And if those shots get cold for Houston, we've seen them lose to San Antonio last year. Right. You know what I'm saying? Very easily. And I made another comment. I was like, you know, and then, you know, you combine two – Losers and Chris Paul and James Harden, they don't have playoff success like that. Like they yeah. choke a lot in the playoffs. The only thing that gets me with that, I ain't mean, I mean, cut no, you off. No, go ahead, go ahead. I would like definitely, I'll put money on it if they had <laughs> Jimmy Buckets. Jimmy Bucket gonna play. Is he gonna be able to play? Yeah, he played last night. Okay, cause I, was, I thought he was gonna be, if he's at 100%, that's what I'm gonna say. I know he ain't at 100%, but he's gonna I would say, if, if they get a Jimmy Buckets at 100%, I think I could put money on it. You know what I'm saying? That's what I meant. If they get him at 100%. I like it though, but um, so yeah, I I want to, but I'm gonna go ahead and give Houston the shadow a uh, benefit of the doubt. So okay. I got Houston over Minnesota. Of course, I got Golden State. It's gonna be tough. I was kind of hoping that OKC would slip to seven so they could play Golden State, but they kept winning. So I got um, I got Golden State taking it. Now that six seed. I want to say uh, that's the Blazers against San Antonio, if I'm not mistaken. 
Or is that no, 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 no? That's the Blazers against the Pelicans. Okay. Pelicans gonna take that. Mm-hmm. Playoff Rondo, playoff AD. That's gonna be Pelicans. Yeah. And then I got Oklahoma over Utah for that four or five. Um. Then I want to say, you know what? Just just to build up that drama, I think that would uh, put OKC against Houston and Golden State against, yeah, the two and the three. Okay, so yeah. So we got OKC over Houston, Golden State over New Orleans, mm-hmm. Dream Western Conference Finals, OKC versus uh, Golden State. Golden State, they barely take them out, and they make it to the finals again. In the East, ah, man, this is going to be pretty, pretty funny. But Cavs, 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 Cavs. <laughs> as much as I like what Philly is doing, yeah, it's not their time yet. Boston, they lost Kyrie. Plus, I didn't think it was their time with Kyrie, but I was amazed that they was able to do what they did. Yeah. Uh, Toronto, I love you. I want y'all to win. But, like, LeBron got mind control over DeRozan. He's like Debo, man. He can't, DeRozan just can't do it. So, Cavs, Cavs, Cavs. Cavs, Warriors. What is it, part four? Mm-hmm. Part four, man. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I probably going to go. I ain't going to go by each, each round. I think. But I'm going to say, man, for a while, I, I wanted to say Rockets are going to upset the Warriors. I wanted to say that so bad. I wanted it to happen. It's too many losers on that team. Man. Yeah, and I was just like, that's what I'm gonna go with. And I was just like, okay, put it like this: if, if we can come back to this and revisit it after the first round, okay, then I might have a better judgment. Yeah, I got, I got to see James Harden, Chris Paul first after the first round. And, they, get got, through it, man. and they got Dan Tony, like I said, like I told and, my and brother, Dan Tony. Yeah, he's like, like a loser. They like the Avengers of losing. It's like they combine <laughs> the best losers together to right. make a team to and lose. Like, I mean, I've been watching them all year. Exciting as hell to watch. I love watching them play, especially when James Harden at the cooking, man. But it's like, I didn't seen James James Harden playoff. Choke. He didn't choke every season the last yeah. three years. Even, no, even when they made it to the finals. Ooh. This ooh, six yeah, man. Ooh. When he was a six man, okay, he, 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 oh. he won a bunch of games for them that year. And, and people forget that. D-Wade had him shook. He, he came in and then folded up. I was like, okay, he young. He 22. Right, right, right. right. You know, I let it slide. But then, like you just said, like, the past few years when he's made it, man, it's like, where's he's nowhere to be found? And I think a lot of it has to do with it because playoff basketball slows down. Slows down. That one-on-one stuff doesn't happen as often as it normally does in a regular season. They play a lot of half-court sets. Yeah, a lot of half-court sets. And James Harden is a one-on-one player. So, I mean, it's not really going to. Well, he can pass it. Let me stop saying it. No, he, he, I won't, he's, I won't a, he's an ISO player. He's but, an ISO yeah, player. He gets his he gets his bread from that. Yeah, yeah you know what I mean. So I got to see them after the first round, make it out the first round. Um, after that, it's just uh, healthy Warriors. They still in control. Yeah, of the West. You know what I'm saying. I love Dame Dollar. The the Portland Trailblazers. They just don't have enough. Yeah, that's one of my favorite players. They just have enough, man. They don't have enough. You know. But it's scary though. I love to see that Timberwolves young, young Timberwolves the, the, team. The, the tides are are changing. Yeah, they definitely change. Yeah, I, mean, I think it's to be Philly. Cause I'm a, I'm gonna go with the Cavs too. Yeah, of course. On the east, on the east. But I think this will be this might be the last year of Warriors Cavs. Yeah, I think I mean, this will be the last one. Philly uh, made especially a if LeBron leaves the Cavs, of course. Man, a third seed, Philly. Yeah, but uh, and 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 East is definitely a weak. 
week conference. Not really. Uh, I'm not just going to say they're going. I'm talking about for years past. Everybody said that. But if you if you compare the records on both sides, they're about even. Aside from the Rockets, you know, yeah, saying? everything yeah, else okay. is about even. And Phillies, they definitely coming. But I just like when it gets to that seven game. I'm, I'm serious. You got to go yeah. through, man. They're not. They're not, they're not gonna, gonna make no noise this year. But like I said, it's it. scary because Philly and Utah made it as high as they did mm-hmm. with rookies. Oh yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's scary, man. For years yeah. to come, man. And, and I, but I, I still think Philly's a third seed. But I still think they're they're a legit. They're a legit fourth seed. With Cleveland and all this thing that stuff no, 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 had no. going on with Cleveland. Cleveland is gonna, you know, make light work of the East. And then yeah, and the Cleveland people don't realize they haven't had a they haven't had their full team all year. There's zero games they play with their full team. We gonna you know see. What I'm so we'll see. And they'll finally get their team back, so we'll see a little difference. But I'm excited to see Warriors Cavs again. And I definitely plan on going to a game this year. Final game. You're gonna make it? Yeah, I'm gonna have to. You're I'm gonna, gonna go spend my savings on it, man. Uh, all right. Fuck it. Yeah. So um <clears throat> Man, that's been it. We went a little bit longer than usual, but, you yeah. know, the topics today were good. You got any shout-outs before we go? Man, I just want to just shout-out everybody just listening to it, man. Everybody has been giving us the feedback and everything, and uh, definitely want to shout-out. Uh, let me shout-out my mom, man. Already, man. <laughs> yeah, yes. shout-out my mom. You know. Yeah, shout-out my family. Yeah, family first for it, you know, for real. Um, shout-out Miss Nita, of course, too. Yeah. So. Uh, but, yeah, man. Of course, we we love the support. It's pretty cool that we're able to do this and, and people listen to it and they give us, you know, great feedback. Um, the, the only shout out I have is for everybody. Uh, whenever you share this, you could tell whoever you're sharing it with, wherever they listen to podcasts, just search us and we yeah, there, man. I mean, we, you, you can't miss us anymore, man. We everywhere. A thin line between 11 sports in case you forgot. All right, man. That's it. Appreciate y'all.